And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. Me and Ryan back to recap episode 12 of Survivor Season 43 and preview the finale of Survivor Season 43, which is coming this Wednesday. Very excited to get going here, Ryan. And wow, we have a lot to talk about. Wow, Dylan. I, I feel like all I can say is wow. I guess in honor of Cody, I guess all I have to say is that this episode was radical and I am living for it. So I can't wait to discuss it with you. Yeah, that honestly is a pretty good way to describe it. Uh, obviously, normally we've been doing Thursdays um, in terms of recaps and maybe would have thrown in a second podcast as a preview this weekend. I was actually flying back from Las Vegas this week. Uh, to New York. I was on a work trip, so I was gone Tuesday and didn't get back till Thursday night. So we couldn't do it Thursday. Earliest we were able to do this all was this morning. So we're back here. Apologize for that. And of course, look, I, you know, I got back from work on Wednesday night in Vegas. I watched the episode and I was just in absolute disbelief of what I was seeing. And I can't wait to get into it. Jesse blindsiding Cody you know, we kind of like talked about it on this podcast the entire season. We're like, oh, like, do you think it's actually possible that one could try to turn on each other? It was more of like, we felt like Jesse was going to want to take Cody, whereas Cody, if he wanted to win, was going to have to blindside Jesse. That's at least how I kind of felt most of the season. And it kind of flipped in this episode to the point where like Jesse said, in order for me to win, I have to flip on Cody. Um and maybe I guess the people on the island perceive things as differently as if Cody was maybe running things and Jesse realized that and Jesse made the move to get Cody out and it was one of the best moves that we've ever seen. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I had to sneeze. Um, yeah, I mean, best episode of the season by far, one of the biggest moves we've seen in a long time. And I know as we go through this podcast, we're going to talk about Jesse and where he would sit in the Pantheon if he does end up winning the season because – easily the best player in a long time. Um, I, I guess Dylan, I guess to start, like you said, I think we had our perception backwards, like where we kept saying, oh, I, we think Cody has to cut Jesse because Jesse's going to win, obviously. But I think what we didn't really understand from the episode, yeah, right, right, Jay's like, Ryan's so taken it back, back from this. Um, but I think what we didn't take into account is that the people out there really saw Cody as more of a bigger character, more of a bigger personality, and somebody who could win this game more than maybe we as the audience saw. And I think if you listen to the exit interviews, like from either Sammy or from James or from Noel or whoever, Jesse was obviously a lot more quiet around camp. And in the, in the, in the um, edits, we see him as a lot more big move. He's doing it for his family. And we see him as the biggest character. He's our protagonist. But I guess Cody was seen more as a big player to some people. So at first you're like, why would Jesse take out his number one ally? But it's almost like he had to do it at this point because there would really be no other point to do it, especially if Cody was going to make that move against Carla and Cody would have gotten that credit. I feel like this was Jesse's last chance to make that move and kudos to him as we talk through it for him seizing that moment. Yeah. And there's so many reasons why this move was so good, right? You look at the fact that they, that he not only got out Cody, he, completely flushed Carla's idol, right? Which was a major concern for the last few weeks. People were like, does Carla have it? Yes, she has it. Uh, what are we going to do about this? Carla has an idol. He flushes Carla's idol, so she has no protection next week unless she wins immunity. And he ha still has an idol that nobody 
uh, knows about. So he goes into final five with an idol that nobody knows about. Uh, he goes into next tribal council where he is going to be able to choose most likely who goes home. Um, and that's, um, that's unbelievable. Cause I'm going to assume that if he doesn't win immunity at final five, then all votes are going on him and there's going to be one vote tor- towards whoever he chooses to get out. Um, and plus, you know, the jury was able to see that he was the one behind this move. Um, and the other thing here is that if you listen to the exit interviews, right, you would have thought like Jesse, like really like was like begging Cody to give it back. I think what's so amazing about, you know, what Jesse did here is that according to Cody, Jesse actually never asked for it back. Yeah. And he kind of just instead planted seeds about yeah. the idea of knowledge power still being there, uh, potentially, uh, you know, as an advantage that could, you know, take Cody's idol. And I think what's so important here is like, if Jesse had been overbearing about giving it back, I think Cody would have got just suspicious and not given it back. Whereas Jesse kind of just planted the seeds and it eventually led to Cody giving him back the idol. And then it also goes the other way around where Cody, if he didn't give him back the idol, and he said this in his exit interviews, Cody said, if if I didn't give Jesse back the idol, I felt like I would have been breaking trust with him in the fact that, uh, he would have thought it was suspicious for me to be keeping my idol. So definitely a whole lot of overthinking by Cody and a great job by Jesse to plant the seeds for that overthink. Um, so many moving parts. And I think another really underrated part of this move is that like Jesse always knows when to make a move. And if the, if that move is also in the best interest of other people, like that move was also in the best interest of everybody who voted with him. It was in the best interest of Owen Gabler and Cassidy, in my opinion, or well, Cassidy, maybe not, but at least Owen and Gabler is in the best interest of them. Cause they have been, at least Gabler has been talking about breaking up Cody and Jesse for a long time. This was the opportunity to do it. And now if you're Gabler, if you're Owen, and honestly, if you're Cassidy and, you know, Carlo was left out. But if you're Cassidy also, you're sitting here and saying, all right, this is going to be Jesse's move. But in their mind, they don't know he has the idol. So they're like, we have basically an opportunity at final five to completely get Jesse out. He's making the move too early and we get one of the biggest threats out of the game. Little do they know he has an idol, but that's what they're thinking <laughs> right now. And Jesse knows that. So it was just, it was, you know, again, it's just a perfect move, right? Flush the idol. That move is in the best interest of other players, so it's not going to get back to Cody. You leave Carla out, um, and you show everybody that it was your move, and you move on to the finale with an idol, and nobody knows about it. Just just insane stuff from Jesse, and I mean, again, I literally, and before you know, I let you go and talk about this, I, I know I've been rambling for a while now. Yeah. Thursday, I, I said I had a flight home. Literally the entire flight, all I did was just listen to Survivor Podcast. This was like, I was so into this move. And it mm-hmm. just like, it brought me like way back in to the point where like, I I was consumed by Survivor on Thursday. And I was just watching everything because I was in awe of what had happened. But it, it was wild. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that speaks, all this that you said speaks to the power of Jesse's game, both strategically and socially. The fact that this move benefits other people and still, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock on wood because I, I don't want to jinx Jesse, but like still, his name has not gotten written down, and his he's not even being brought up as a target. The only time his name has been brought up was when Gabler said we need to split up Cody and Jesse to Carla, and that's the only time Jesse's name has been mentioned. So he's done so well 
up to this point to not even have his name mentioned. And I think he's peaking at the right time because like we saw with uh, Omer, like if you peak a little too early, then that could be detrimental to your threat level, but you wait too long, it's going to be too late. So you got to peak at the right moment. I think Jesse did that because now basically he has to just, he's going to play his idol at final five, no matter what, unless he wins immunity. And then I think at that point you could argue, and we'll go through the finale preview later, but Jesse's ending to this game is either he wins or he loses in fire. That's the only explanation to me. But I feel like he did such a good job here with this move. Like you said, not only to spook Carla into flushing her idol and getting her to vote the wrong way. I really think this just set Jesse up so well. And I guess the only question I have for you that people are debating is like, is Jesse a villain? And I, and I, and I guess you can debate a villain in different ways. Cause you have like your Russell villains, you have like your Courtney Yates villains, your Jerry Manthe. So there's different types of villains, but like this was stone cold. Like I want Steve Austin to walk out right now. This was stone cold. He takes his best friend's idol. He votes out his best friend after already voting out Noel and Dwight and NECA, he votes out basically his entire original tribe and then also gets Carlos to flush his idol. Like this is sheer savagery, but Jesse's like, I got to do it for my family. Yeah. He he's absolutely a villain. Um, I think like, you know, it, it's, it's weird because, you know, in the older seasons, it's like you were a villain. If you, you know, were just like an asshole to everybody else around, you know, around, around camp and, uh, you know, you made, you made moves, but like in a way that was like, it was personal. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, it's not personal. He just wants to win the game. And it seems like, you know, everyone likes him and thinks he's a nice guy, but like in terms of the game, of course he's a villain. I think one of those underrated things, and, you know, obviously from reading everything and taking in everything that happened in this episode in the time since Wednesday to now on Sunday, this podcast, <laughs> it made me realize Jesse decimated his entire Vessi tribe. He voted out every, he had a hand in voting out every single member of his original tribe. Mm-hmm. Going back from Justine, uh, NECA, and then we had Dwight, Noel, Cody, all gone because of Jesse, which is, that's unbelievable. And I mean, just to take Cody's idol and then use it to vote him out, it, it was the cherry on top. It's unbelievable. I mean, this was, again, the best move of the season, best move in a while. Jesse, people are already talking about where does he rank in terms of players. I think in the, in the new era, you could argue he's the best so far in the new era. But again, we'll see how his story ends. But it's just everything that he did, Dylan, in terms of like, I mean, and actually Shannon Gus mentioned this on Twitter too. Like this basically is exactly what happened with Noel too. Like you can apply his three steps to this. Like the cover story was the blind side of Gabler and Owen with, you know, Carla and Cody like bluffing with their idols. That was like the cover story. And then Carla being the target here was kind of like the fall guy with Cody's like, okay, well, Carla's going to go home if this fails. But then the backup plan is blindside and Cody. Like you can apply that same logic to this. And it's so, so genius. And I feel like, um, I guess my other question for you is, I'm just trying to think about what I was going to say. Like, I mean, Cody, I mean, Jesse had to do this here, right? Because I think people were saying like when this first ended, okay, well, you got rid of an ally and Cody was clearly never going to turn against you. I mean, Cody literally gave you his idol you gave it back to him and you could argue this is one of the worst moves ever, but like then Cody gives it right back to you again at the final six. It's like, why would you get rid of somebody who maybe would have brought you to final three possibly? Cause now Jesse has to essentially win out or win in fire. But it's like, if Cody was seen in the eyes of the jury as like a likable, strong player, 
and maybe he was going to fire, Jesse, I think, had to do it right here. You have to do it based on what we heard from the people, other uh, other contestants in their exit interviews, right? It's like everyone had kind of, kind of been describing Jesse as being quiet. So I think they actually saw Cody as like the, the better player and like the more likely to win. And he's mm-hmm. definitely very likable. So I think that, you know, you don't want to risk going to the final three with Cody because that's a problem, you know, for Jesse. I think, you know, this was the right move because now, again, you still have your idol. Um, I, I should say the right timing, obviously, is a great move. Yeah. Um, you still have your idol going into final five. You're guaranteed at minimum making fire in the final four. And if you maneuver things correctly at the final five vote, then you're going to have an opportunity to put yourself in a good position for fire. What do I mean by that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who the best is at fire. We could go through it and speculate, but mm-hmm. you would think that his plan at the final fo- at the final five would be to vote out whoever is the biggest threat at fire. Yeah. So actually, even though we're kind of jumping ahead to next week, um, and we still need to go through the episode, let's quickly dissect that since you'd mentioned it. So next week, Jesse's going to play his idol, I assume. I mean, you could argue he's going to do the Marianne thing where he's going to just still hold it in his pocket and pull it out. But no, at this point, he has to because he's a big threat. The question then becomes, if everybody's going to throw their votes onto Jesse because he's the new biggest threat and he gets still in the sole vote to uh, eliminate someone because it's all on him, who does he get rid of? Because you could say he needs to get rid of the best fire maker. Well, that technically was Sammy and Sammy's gone. So who's the next next best fire maker? Is it Gabler? Is it Owen? Is it Cassidy? You, I want to hear your opinion. I feel like the right move here is to take out Owen at five because Owen not only is a great challenge competitor, probably the best one left. Like, I mean, Gabler was decent and Carl and Cassidy have won some. I think Owen's probably the best overall competitor left. And you want to increase your chances of winning immunity at final four. So I think he should get rid of Owen for that reason. But secondly, look who's on the jury. Janine loves Owen. Noel loves Owen. Sammy likes Owen. Like the jury is pretty much pro Owen. And if Owen has an underdog story where he claws his way to the end, he might win. So I feel like, and I, I don't know how Owen is at fire, but like, I feel like Owen's the best person maybe to target other than Gabler. I feel like, what do you think? So I'm a little bit torn on this between Owen and Cassidy, right? I think you have to give Cassidy respect, obviously, because she continuously is winning these challenge. Is Cassidy as big of a threat in fire? My my guess is no. I, I I don't think we've seen her making fire, but uh, is she a, as big of a threat as Owen? In my opinion, at immunity challenge at this point, the answer is probably yes, right? So the question to me is, you also have to be like simultaneously focused on final four challenge, right? So yeah. if you win final four challenge, you have literally nothing to worry about in terms of fire, obviously, right? So you have to maximize your chances. So my guess is that, and again, anything could happen. My guess is that one of Owen and Cassidy will win immunity at final five. And that decision will probably be made much easier for him. Cause you just vote out whoever doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, you know, we were always talking about Carla being the biggest threat. Maybe he still, he still sees Carla as the biggest threat because he wanted, he stripped her idol, but, also, by stripping her idol, you limit, you know, possibilities of things that could go wrong at final five. Um, I think at this point you have to you have to bring Carla to at least fire with you, right? Because 
she I, her like she doesn't seem like she could do a challenge at this rate. I was gonna say I, I hate to say it, but her hands I just don't. Yeah, think she yeah, do she doesn't seem like she could do a challenge. Gabler, other than that first individual immunity challenge, we haven't seen anything from him. I, I want to guess that he's probably good at fire based on just who Gabler is. Um, that being said, I don't think there's any chance Gabler is in fire at all. Like, I, I don't think there's any chance of that. So in my opinion, if you are Jesse, you try to set up, you try to set up fire against Carla, I think would be the move. Right. Well, and it seems because, like, because I think, I think if you like, you kind of hope that here's what I think you hope for. Ready? I think you vote out. Let's just say that Cassidy doesn't win. And Cassidy gets voted out at final five. Then you have a final four of Owen, Gabler, Carla, and Jesse. My prediction is that Owen wins final four immunity to get to the final three. And takes Gabler. And then takes Gabler and sends Carla and Jesse to the fire making against each other. And this just seems like it would just tie everything together from the season, right? We've had this underdog edit of Owen that he's losing every single time, losing, losing, losing for him to win immunity and get to the final three would be, even though I don't think he's going to really get votes at the end at all, um, depending on who he's sitting next to, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it would be a pretty crazy story for Owen to end up getting to the end of the game by, you know, by winning immunity, right? It's like his story was that he's Charlie Brown. He called himself trying to kick the football. He can't win anything. He can't be on the right side of the vote. And then now, he kind of got his footing a little bit at the end of the game, ends up winning immunity to get to the final final four would be a uh, final three would be a great underdog story. He takes Gabler with him because one, why wouldn't you? And two, they've been together this entire time. Uh, and then you send Jesse and Carla to fire, which just makes sense with them being the two biggest threats. And I think Jesse feels like he could beat Carla in fire making. And clearly Jesse, I think Jesse, like he knows he's going to have to win some kind of challenge at the end, before, uh, unless he just, yeah, he's going to have to win some kind of challenge to win this game. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Right. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Another thing I was going to say, um, I saw a Reddit theory that Jesse, that they think that Jesse was, has potentially been throwing challenges to lower his threat level. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I, I don't know if uh, I completely buy that. I also think it's possible that, Look, we've seen players like Tony say after the game that they had not really any interest in winning the challenge to raise their threat level. I'm not sure if Jesse was in that position where if he won a challenge, it would have done much. But I don't want to rule out Jesse winning a Final Four immunity challenge, especially if one of Owen and Owen or Cassidy are gone by then, which is one of the other big challenge threats. So look, eventually he's going to have to win a challenge. The question is, who are you going to position yourself against to win that challenge and another thing here and i want to bring us back to a couple weeks ago where we kind of seen this foreshadowing of jesse at fire for a long time now right the reason he wanted to vote out sammy is because quote unquote sammy was really good at fire and no one would be able to beat him there so i think the fact that we got that tidbit of information then to me screams that jesse is going the fire i think we kind of all you know suspect that at this point because i don't think he's gonna win a challenge um, but yeah, it's just, it's who you're positioning yourself against in that fire making challenge or the, yeah, and, and, and we've seen Jeff say a couple times, and especially now that Sammy was gone, Jeff has said this week that Jesse's the last person left who hasn't won a challenge. Now, again, we don't want to read into the edit too much, but of course, does that mean that Jesse never wins a challenge? Does that mean he actually wins the very last one? Like Jeremy Collins 
And actually, I, and I do want to compare Je Jeremy to Jesse for one second, though. Jeremy didn't win a challenge up until the last one in Cambodia. And I think Jeremy did say after the game he wasn't trying to win them. Now, you could argue it's like revisionist history if Jesse says it after the season. I would have, have I would have loved a confessional to uh, prove your Reddit theory that you saw where it's like, Jesse says in confessional to the cameras, I'm throwing challenges. Yeah. He's been out He's been out first and second in almost all of them. So I don't know if he's throwing them or if he's just bad at them. But with Jeff saying, like, Jesse still is the only one to not have won yet, you could argue he may win the last one. And the other comparison to Jeremy is like, all season Jeremy's like, I'm doing this for Val, doing it for my family. And what have we heard from Jesse the last three weeks? I don't want to do this to Cody. I don't want to do it to Noel, but I got to do it for my family. It's very similar in that way. Yeah, I, I also don't think they would ever, like, throw in a confession. Like, unless it was, like, unless it immediately impacted that vote, I don't think they would throw in a confessional about, like, not not doing your best in challenges because, like, you want to make it, you want to make the challenges as a producer entertaining for, for, for the people watching, right? So if you know that Jesse is not going hard in a final seven challenge, then it's it makes it, you know, one less person you have to worry about. So I think... Yeah, I, I I could see it. I you know we'll see what he says after the season, but who knows if that's true? Who knows if it's not? But the, the bottom line is he has to win something at the end of the end of the season here. So we'll see what happens. And I feel like, and and, and again, I, I I hate to read into the edits, Osh, but like, I, and I do think that that's why I feel like everyone's saying Jesse Jesse either is going to lose in fire or win, and he could be like our losing final four player that was was like the, the best to not win in that season, but like. He's, I just feel like he's being – and I I would be so disappointed if Jesse doesn't win at this point. Like, obviously, I think Carla's great. I think Cassidy's great. Like, I mean – but, like, Jesse has been our protagonist since the merge at this point. Where Carla was more our protagonist early on, it's been Jesse lately. And he's been playing such a good game. I would be so disappointed if he doesn't win. And I just feel like with him keep saying, like – he's going to own his moves. Like, we said about Coach. We said this about Mike last season. Like – Jesse has – I have no worries if Jesse gets there about him owning his moves because he keeps saying, like, I don't want to do this, but my only thing I have to worry about is winning for my family. Like, Jesse, if he gets there, he will own everything, though. Yeah, that that's not a worry. I agree with you about Jesse. Like, at this point, like, I want the Jesse win bad. Um, I You know, it's so funny because we've had conversations on this podcast the last two seasons. We're like, in this new format – is it really possible to have a dominant winner? Cause it just seems so difficult. And mm -hmm. he pretty much perfected almost what like Omer was doing to another level, if that makes sense. Right. Like he, his timing was better. He had idols. I think the most amazing thing about Jesse, he never found an idol the whole season. He was handed to, he was exactly. literally, he was handed to idols. That's crazy. Right. It's just like, this is a game that we have. It's like, we haven't seen it before. And it's just, it's been unbelievable. It's like, Jesse is giving the blueprint of how to maneuver in the new era, right? He used knowledge's power to hit his advantage like three times without actually having knowledge's power. And actually, I'm glad you brought up knowledge's power because I was going to mention it earlier, but um, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I still hate knowledge's power. If I have to give knowledge's power one credit point, I will give it credit that the fear of it is causing people to make unforced errors. And that makes great gameplay or sloppy gameplay and great TV. Because what has it done so far? It has led to people spilling the beans about it and they get voted out immediately because of it, like Geo and James. It also leads to people giving each other idols and advantages. And what happens is that people go home 
or like we thought people like Dwight go home with something in their pocket, even though Jesse has it. And then this week we hear from um, uh, Cody in the exit interviews. The main reason he gives it back to Jesse, the idol is because he fears Carla has knowledge of power. So I still hate it. I know you don't like it either, but I feel like for TV or for gameplay being kind of crazy, it's causing a lot of unforced errors in people, which I feel like is not great, but I feel like it makes it more entertaining. Yeah. I, I, again, like Jesse, it's almost like, you know, like Jesse is using what was out there to, you know, his biggest advantage. Right. And that's, that's what makes the sign of a great player is like, he knows that this is a thing that keeps reoccurring and he's using, he used it to get two idols, which is, which is crazy. He's going to, I mean, again, whether he whips out at final tribal or whether he uses it next week at final five, the jury is going to go crazy. Cause not only does he pull, it's almost like a Rick Devins, like where you're putting on a show in front of the jury and the jury, the jury loves it. Like he's going to stand up after just blindsiding Cody and say, by the way, I have this idol. Wait, wait, it's, that's a yellow idol. Where did you get it from? Oh yeah. You all thought Dwight went home with it. No, Dwight gave it to me and it's Janine's idol. People, they're going to lose their minds. I want badly for it to be a four, one vote with four votes on Jesse. That's what I want to. Exactly. That that would be unbelievably hilarious. Um, I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) I'm curious to see what happens with it. Um, but I want to talk about like a few of the other, you know, the other players left. Right. Cause like there is that chance that Jesse loses in fire. Right. Obviously. Um, if Jesse goes down in fire, who has the best chance to win that's not named Jesse that's left so far? So this is where I think it gets very interesting. So I think we can explore the rest of the final five and see what their story is or like what how the jury sees them. Because I feel like if you were to ask me from a gameplay perspective, voting for the best player who had the most stake in the season, Dylan, who had the most agency, it's not Owen. Because Owen's been wrong many times. So that would be either Carla or Cassidy. Because they've been, I think they've played the best games other than Jesse, of course. But then the jury, if you say, okay, well, they may, they may want an underdog story. Owen has an underdog story, and he has a lot of friends on the jury, so Owen could win there. And so I feel like if you look at it on a spectrum, Jesse's obviously – well, it's mirrored, but Jesse's here in terms of, like, the gameplay and the story and everything. And then you have Owen who's over here where he has not led a lot of strategy, but he's been sc- scrappy underdog winning challenges, and he has friends. So it's kind of like here. Then Carla, you could say, is kind of like right here with the strategy where she's been doing a lot. She's been kind of slipping a little bit lately because she's been left out of some votes and she was doing better earlier, but she's still doing pretty good. And then I feel like Cassidy's like in that middle spot where Cassidy's been an underdog like Owen where she's had to uh, defend herself from being voted out against Ryan and against Sammy and a couple other people. But she's also done some things strategically. So does that make sense in terms of like that spectrum there where I feel like Jesse, then Carla, then Cassidy, then Owen, and then Gabler's over there? Yeah, personally, I don't think that Cassidy, I think Cassidy, I think her chances to actually get to the final three are incredibly slim at this point, right? Everyone knows she's a huge challenge threat. Everyone seems to really like her. She clearly has had a hand in strategy with Carla this entire season, whether we see it or not. And we've kind of seen it a little bit. Um, So I I don't think Cassidy is going to get there. I think, you know, Carla... You know, if you went to me three to four, if you went to me three episodes ago, I would have said she has as good of a chance, if not the best chance to win. And now it just seems like the way that they're editing it, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I, again, like like you said, I hate to read too much into the edit, but it's just like her story in general, right? It's like she was dominating the game, you could even argue. And then now it's just like she's like struggling to get her footing. 
could you really see her like getting back her footing at this point, especially with losing the idol and especially with Jesse having the idol of final five? It's like, it's hard for me to see, right? It's like, she would almost, even if she won fire, she would almost like, or, or got brought to the end. It's like, she's like stumbling to the end. Right. So do I think she gets votes if she gets, if she gets to the end? Yeah. She'll probably get a few votes. Even if she goes, even if she, even if she goes against Jesse, she could in the final three, she could probably get a vote or two, but cause I, I think people really like her, but, it's like she is stumbling to the end in terms of gameplay. So that's like, for me, it's like she would have to do something pretty big. I, I don't know what that would be. I guess win fire. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think that would maybe, you know, if she beats Jesse in fire, then she probably gets the win. So um, I, I think you're I think you're right, though. I think when you said earlier, your prediction was you think either Owen or Cassie is going to win the final five challenge. But I think I think you're also right where the loser of that, I think, goes home. I, I think, honestly, if it's not Owen F5, I think it's Cassidy. Just based on what we're seeing, based on who Jesse's going to want to target with his idol, I think those are the most likely two at that, at that point to go home at five. Carla or, I'm sorry, uh, Cassidy or Owen at five. Yeah, and then I also want to bring up Gabler, right? It's like, to me, it's clear that he's going to get to the final three. And we have been being fed nonstop. How many times this season have we heard Gabler say I'm hiding in plain sight? He's literally said that like 17 times in the last like five episodes, yeah. right? So to me, that that just screams that, okay, that's going to be his final jury speech, right? The question is like, you know, are people going to buy that in terms of like, all right, yeah, like you were hiding in plain sight, but like, does that mean that, you know, you were intentionally doing that or are you selling this to us? And by the way, he clearly has been intentionally doing it, but I don't know if the rest of the jury is going to completely buy that from him. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, again, I, I feel like he'd have to make like one more big move uh, to get it to, to maybe have a chance. Um, I, I do think Gabler's playing a pretty underrated game, especially from where he was at the beginning of the game. It's like, we thought this guy was just going to be like the, the Brad of the season <laughs> for, for lack of a better uh, comparison. And he ends up like he honestly like has had a pretty good say in strategy and he's been pretty much in on every vote and people like him, people want to work with him and yet people aren't targeting him. So I do want to give him credit um, to me, though, the hiding in plain sight argument. That's I don't know if that's an argument you want to ever bring to final tribal council. Right. It's like you yeah. want the jury to see what you're doing. Whereas if you go there and you're like, I was hiding in plain sight. Well, what is the jury supposed to be looking at? They're going to be like, um, I, I, like I, I guess I could tell that. But like, how am I supposed to give somebody who's hiding in plain sight the money over somebody who has been like visibly making moves to advance themselves in the game? And I do, I do believe Gabler's been doing that. You know, he, he's been doing a good job advancing himself further. I don't believe he's done enough in terms of like a singular vote out if that makes sense or a singular move that he could like stamp mm -hmm. on his resume and be like i was hiding in plain sight and then i did this if that makes sense i that was like a long rambling explanation yeah. but yeah no, no I, I think what you said made made sense and i think gabler is so interesting because and again i i feel bad because i i've said like oh gabler is not gonna win he's a zero percent chance but like if you asked me about uh, uh marianne and erica i probably would have said oh they have a low chance then again i think marianne with her omer move came into the finale looking really good. And even Erica, we didn't think she had a better shot than like Ricard or Deshaun at that matter. But I feel like Erica clearly was somebody who still could win. So I don't want to say Gabler has a 0% chance. I, and I feel like Gabler, to his credits, back to that spectrum I was saying, he's been more actively involved than Owen. He's been more in the loop than Owen has. So I will give Gabler credit strategically in terms of he's been more, he has more agency than Owen for sure. I just worry with those confessionals, like you said, every single week, I'm hiding in plain sight. I'm hiding in plain sight. 
I just feel like the jury, and even though he doesn't have a vote against him yet, I just feel like the jury doesn't respect him. Like when when I say Jesse has no votes against him, I don't have that in the same boat as Gabler not having any votes against him because Jesse's been managing his threat level so well and has been playing so hard. Gabler, I feel like the people aren't voting for him just because I just don't think they're threatened by him. And kind of like Xander, where if Gabler gets to the end, I don't think they're scared of him at all because I feel like, again, not to read into the edit, but you're earlier in the season when we see Gabler putting palm fronds on, on, on his tribe and they're bothered by that. Or Gabler's talking during the challenge and Sammy and Owen are like, Gabler, shut up. I feel like, granted, he hasn't, and, and then at the merge feast, he's like, oh, by the way, Ellie did this to me. And, and Janine's like, why are you so, like, let's just such a loose cannon. I feel like just people just may not want to give him the money. Even though Gabler, you know, he's a dad, he's a heart specialist, Gabler has a decent story. It's like, I just don't think people are threatened by him at all. And when he says, like, to your point, I'm hiding in plain sight, people are going to say, especially if he's there against Jesse, they're going to be like, what did you do, Gabler? Right. Yeah, I think, yeah. To me, his pitch is tough because if he gets there, even if Jesse's not sitting there, like, could you really see Gabler beating Carla at the end? Yeah. Like, like to me, that... Or Owen, or... I, I just, I don't... To me, put the to me you can... I, yeah. I actually... So, I want to go back to what you said about Gabler and Owen, because I think that Gabler actually is a better shot to win than Owen, because I think he is, one, more likely to get to the final three, final three, and two, has done more in terms of strategy and been more on the right side of the vote. So, I will say that I think Gabler has a chance to beat Owen, right? And that's why he wants to go with him. I think that he actually has a chance to get more votes than Owen. The question is, all right, then he's either going, if he doesn't get there with Jesse, he's either going against Carla or Cassidy, both of whom, based on my read, the jury is going to probably respect and like a lot. I think unless Carla continues to like stumble and tumble, uh, like goes all the way down this episode again. And even so it's like, she played so well until like the final seven that I, Mm -hmm. that I almost feel like, that she still that she still wins it over them right and i think with gabler because again i I think gabler the only chance first of all i think he only can win if he's there with owen and cassidy because i don't think he's beating jesse and i don't think he's beating carla if either of them are there so he only can i think gabler can only win and actually same thing as owen i think owen and gabler can only win if jesse and carla go out at four and five That, that that's the only thing that i can think of but with gabler i agree with you gabler's had a more strategic stake in the game but like if you again if you look at the jury and who the jury likes like he's not getting janine's vote over owen he's not getting noel's vote and he's not getting sammy's vote over owen i think so right away owen has more friends and he's an underdog so i feel like that's where it gets tough where what's the, what is a jury gonna like and respect because every someone said this i can't remember if it was rob or steven or who said it but like every jury has their own rubric like, like they're the teacher and you need to figure out like, what is that jury's rubric? Because sometimes juries are bitter. Sometimes juries vote for who they like the best. Sometimes they vote for the best player, no matter what. So you need to figure out, based on who's on the jury, how will they vote? Like, what did we see this past episode? Jesse votes out Cody. Cody, and by the way, we can talk about this. Cody looks so hurt at first. I was like, oh my God, Cody's going to be pissed. He goes for the handshake, Jesse, and I thought he was going to stiff Jesse on the handshake. And then finally, he's like, it's all good, dude. I understand. You don't need to explain. Like, I feel like you need to figure out what the jury's going to like and respect because they're all different. But wait, wait, wait. I want to go back to that point for a second. Yeah. I If you listen to the exit interview, he says, like, when I got to the tent after I left the game, he's like, he's the most mad I've ever been in my life. Like, I threw a fit. Like, I went crazy. I wish, and again, I've seen this all over the place in the last few days. 
why do we not have Ponderosa anymore? Like what? Like this is the this is what you want. This is what the like Ponderosa was made for. How do you not have Ponderosa after a move like this? Like it's, it's brutal. Um, that being said, I'm kind of wondering, like, not not that it would matter if Jesse's sitting there at the end, but like, I would I would assume Cody gets over it. And it's just like, yeah, I would vote for Jesse if if uh, if if he's sitting there. I can't imagine Jesse uh, Cody voting any other way. But like, I'm curious to see what he says at the final immunity channel uh, at, at the final tribal if Jesse's sitting there. Yeah, and and I think um, Andre brings up a good point in the chat where it's like we've seen people, and we've we've seen this both ways. We've seen people really cool in the moments, like, hey, you got me, good game. But then they get to final tribal council, and it's like, no, I thought about it, and I'm very pissed at you. And that's why people kind of lose their jury votes. But on the other hand, we've seen people like, for example, when Kim Spradlin blindsides Kat and Kat's like so hurt at Kim. And then Kat gets to the uh, final tribal council and she's like, Kim, I was so mad at you. But like, and then she talks about like her heart condition. She's like, you know, I don't have time to be mad at people. I have to respect what you did in the game. We've seen it both ways where people, Ponderosa, and again, I wish we saw it, like you said, it leads to two different things. People could either start upset but end up being okay with it, or they can start being okay with it and then being really pissed at you. So you don't know how that's going to go. Um, but you're right. I think unless Cody is still mad, I still feel like he's going to give Jesse respect, especially when Cody's going to say like, Hey man, just tell me why you did it. Jesse's going to explain you were a big threat. I, I, it was game respects game, bro. It was nothing against you. I had to do it at that moment. You were going to beat me. And I think Cody would respect it. Yeah, I, I do. I do agree with that um now what what was i gonna get into here so final tribal council hmm, i completely lost my train of thought uh hey um, okay. while you're thinking i have one thing to bring up actually yeah um because every every week we always talk about like because of the editing who was left out of the vote who was brought into the vote one thing at the start of the episode i wanted to mention since we haven't really delved into the early parts we've been focusing on like the ending of the episode and looking to the finale we were wondering okay like when like carla's been left out of the vote a couple times but she's been brought in like she was brought in on the james vote by sammy and then she was like we, we said how did carla figure out how to vote uh sammy over cassidy like who told her and we were like who told her it seems like from what we saw no one told carla carla got spooked by Sammy being like, you know what? I'm going to play my shot in the dark. I'm just going to go for it. And I have to give credit to Carla there because I think that would have been a knock against her if on the last few votes she's had to be brought in by somebody. But I will give her credit where she realizes, well, if Sammy's going to play a shot in the dark, we weren't voting the same way anyway. Because basically, if we were going to vote the same way, then he should be fine. If I'm, not, if I'm not voting with him, I may as well throw a vote his way and be on the right side of the numbers. So I will give Carla credit there, even though we see throughout this episode, Carla and Cassidy are still clearly targeting each other. And even next week, they might be targeting each other again. Yeah. Car- yeah. Carla is, she's really, really good. She happens to be playing on the same season as potentially one of the best strategists we've ever seen. So it makes it tougher. Um, yeah. I- I'm curious again, I'm curious to see how Carla's story ends up, but she's obviously been a great, great player on the season. I actually remember what I was going to say now. Good, good. Watching. If you watched like, Rob Cesarino's exit interview with Cody on like video, like on, on YouTube, he seems so shaken still from, <laughs> from this vote, like him well, talking about it. I was like, I was like, 
I know I was watching it. I was like, I was like, damn, like I, he, I feel bad for him because he was, you know, Cody was a great player in the season who happened to be playing again, another great player who happens to be playing on the same season as somebody else. That's unbelievable. I, I just want to say that let's go back to like from Cody's mindset, his move that he was planning. Okay. I feel like if he just kept his idol in his pocket, this was a pretty good plan. I think Carla would have bought it. I think it would have worked. Um, which is, it's so interesting. Like, this will be the forgotten plan, obviously, because he gave away his idol and got voted out of the game. His plan was to act like, you know, act, tell Carla that they were going to act like to everybody they were definitely going to play it and then both keep it. But actually, he was, uh, they, they were actually, they were, yes, they were both going to keep it instead of playing it like they told everyone else, but they were going to flip the vote on Carla because of that. Mm-hmm. That would have, in my opinion, that, that would have been a great move if he, and honestly, Jesse mentions in the episode. And again, I don't know if he would have navigated around this. It seems like he would have maybe had to try, but he says he has a confessional Jesse where he's like, if Cody holds on to the idol, everything's out of my control. And I don't know if I can make this move anymore. So I'm not sure he would have still done it. Um, Maybe he, I, I would get, again, I, I would guess he would have had to have tried. Cause like we're matching, this is the right time. Maybe the only time he could have got rid of Cody, but mm-hmm. also like, if Cody holds on to this idol, there's a chance he pulls off the move that he intends to pull off. And that, I mean, that would have been a great move. I, the reason I'm saying all this, I want Cody, like Cody's, I think a complete lock to come back. Like I would, I would, as long as he wants to come back, he is, I would put him in the, in the Dom category of like, definitely coming back. Like that, that's where I would put him. Like, I think that Cody, if he wants to, is definitely coming back. He deserves a second chance. Um, again, it's, it's easy to say from our spot, it was a really dumb move, which it was Mm -hmm. a really dumb move, but also like, you know, like he got outplayed by somebody who is more strategic and better at the game than him. So it's like, you know, I I want him to get the second chance, learn his lesson from what he did this season, because literally he was like keeping his idol away from potentially having a very good shot to win this game, especially what we've heard from Jesse, even admitting that to us in the confessionals that he thinks Cody had a better chance to win. Yeah, no, I I think you bring up some good points about Cody and I do want to dissect them. First of all, I'll, I'll I'll half agree with you on on your first point where you said, I think Cody still looks shaken up from the move and possibly the fact that he had to relive it last night, maybe (laughs) did shake him up, but I also will say when Rob said to him, how you doing? Cody's like, I'm kind of hung over from the party last night. So maybe Cody was just, <laughs> maybe Cody was just not feeling it that morning. Um, but no, I will give Cody credit for one thing. Cause obviously I think, well, actually I think it ties back to the same point. Cody was not a super fan coming into this game. Cody is new to the survivor world. He told, I think he said to Rob, he watched one or two seasons before he went out there. He's still new to this, which is why Cody and we've seen this before. We've seen people like, and I think this was the same thing with Devin and a Triple H, but like we've seen people who come into this game who are not fans and they learn the game and they end up being amazing players better than some super fans. So Cody, to come up with this move to take out Carla by getting her to hold on to her idol and go home with it was a really good play, like you mentioned. I think the problem with Cody though is that because he's not a super fan, he make some of these unforced errors where he doesn't realize you never give your eye. If someone, first of all, you don't give your idol away, period. Number two, if you get it back, 
hold on to it at final six. Don't just give it right back to your ally because you don't know if you can trust them. So that was a mistake there. The other thing I will say is like, what do we see Dylan all the time in Survivor? If someone says very like boldly, I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it, they often bluff and they don't play it. So that could have also backfired. And also, Cody, yes, maybe Jesse would have abandoned the plan if he didn't get the idol back, but the votes still went on Cody regardless. So you can make the argument that Cody could have held on to his idol and Cody still could have gone home anyway. So I think it was a really cool play by Cody and Carla, I think, would have fell for it. She only played it because she got spooked by Jesse. But I feel like obviously you can make the argument because he doesn't know the game that well. There were obviously some holes here that Jesse was able to quickly fill in. Right. No, yeah, I think you make a good point. And again, I, I want to see him play again to see if he would correct his mistakes. And, you know, he's great to watch. But uh, anything else before you get to questions? Um, I will say, just as a side note, because we talked about Cody's plan just now. We talked about Jesse and everything. We talked about the early parts of the episode. Um, Carla, fake crying was pretty fun. Challenges were pretty fun too. Um, but I'll put my Survivor nerd hat on. Both of these were challenges that we've seen before. And if you remember, Dylan, this ball challenge with the blindfolds is the inf- infamous Russell Swan challenge where yep. he, you know, almost dies and passes out basically. Um, but I think this is a really cool challenge. I'm not sure if I would rather be the person in the ball spinning or blindfolded, but seems pretty cool. Both sound miserable. Both sound, I would agree. Yeah. Both sound absolutely miserable to, yeah. be, not to be blindfolded that long or to just be nauseous spinning. Both don't sound fun. And then that immunity challenge, which we didn't mention it, but Cody lost by like five seconds. So Cody actually could have been safe tonight if he beat Cassidy. But um, that was the challenge I think we saw in Millennials Gen X with the upside down bats, which is a really cool puzzle too. Yeah, I like that puzzle. It was like, the, like you saw, it was able to like be completed like a bunch of different ways. Like Cassidy was wrong, and then like Jesse looked like he was like in the lead, and then he like had the puzzle. I, if you like look closely, he had the bat like backwards, mm-hmm. but, like it looked like there was a hole in the middle. I don't know, but well, the reason why I remember this from Millennials Gen X is because Jay, because this, this is when Jay went home, he was the first one to the puzzle, but he didn't cover his code. And then people copied his uh, his um, number lock code and they caught up to him. Jesse didn't cover his code, but I'm guessing they all had different combinations because no one looked over at Jesse's puzzle. Yeah. Maybe they all have different combinations. And then you're right. Cassidy had the puzzle, but she flipped the bat's wing and she had to do that. I remember Jay, I think, had the puzzle finished. And then because it's hanging, I think part of his puzzle fell off, which is why this is such a complicated thing. So that's, that made it pretty exciting. And then Carla with her hands, I, Carla was falling apart there. I felt bad. <laughs> Yeah, I shout out to Survivor also for the challenges this season. All have been really good, and they've been old challenges. So, I mean, we we were saying that the challenges had like lost. Uh, they've lost, like they've lost a little bit, but like they're they're back. They're back. Because you want to know why, Dylan? What have we seen the last five weeks? They're bringing back classic yeah. challenges. No, I don't want to see it's the amazing holding the ball. They're bringing back yeah. classic challenges. Right, right. Yeah. All right, let's get to questions here before we head off for the day. Um. So this is this is a you question, Ryan. I would not know this. Jay says so. This one we were talking about uh, Jesse voting out every member of the Vesey tribe, his original tribe. So Jay wants to know: Has anyone ever had a hand in voting out their entire original tribe? Any ideas? Would you know that, Ryan? <laughs> if you gave me more time, I could think of it. In the moment, I'm trying to like quickly. Uh, I'll only take like ten seconds if I can think about like who has decimated their own tribe i mean i mean i can think of some minor examples like you know when shambo kind of helped foa foa take out the rest of galu like that's an easy example i could think of um 
um someone someone you could argue who's played like a sandra type game where it's anybody but me probably has voted out their their whole entire tribe and they have no problem doing it i'm sure people in the comments can think of things a bit quicker but those are some things where i think we've seen it before yeah um okay this is interesting another question from jay here and i i legitimately was was this like crossed my mind with owen i feel like owen is uh, Jay says, I feel like Owen is getting a Final Four fire-making losers edit, like an underdog Fallen Angel edit similar to Kelly Wentworth and Second Chances Thoughts. I was legitimately thinking this kind of feels like a, it feels a little bit like a Kelly Wentworth game in Second Chances in the sense that, you know, like Kelly couldn't get on the right side of the votes ever. The The difference is that the difference between the two is that, like, there, there's two differences in my opinion. One of them is like an actual game difference, and that's that obviously Kelly had her, her big signature move, where Owen doesn't have a signature move. Yeah. The other, the other difference is that I think this is just this is just an interesting fan perspective. I think that Owen's expectations for like from the fans going into the game were extremely high. So, like for example, I had the first pick in our fantasy draft, and I picked Owen. Like I, he was one of he was one of my winner picks preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not expect him to go from you know, those expectations from me and from a lot of other people to being like the Charlie Brown who can't, who can't kick a football. Like, right. Like I didn't expect that. Uh, Kelly Wentworth. It's like, she had the opposite expectations of as uh, Owen going into second chances. Like, I don't really think anybody had her even on, on the radar. Right. She was like a pre-merge boot in the, in her original season in season 29. And then for her to like, you know, kind of grow from like, being the person that nobody thought was going to do well to being the underdog of the season. It was like, it was, it was like very, I personally, and she was on this podcast, right? If you go back, you look at her YouTube channel, Kelly was on this podcast for winners of war. Like, you know, obviously we were huge fans of her and she was like very, very, she was a fan favorite of the season in the sense that she was so easy to root for. I'm not saying that like, I'm not saying Owen isn't, it's just the fact that like, I think it's just different arcs based on like, our psychology of how we thought the players were going to turn out, but like similar arcs in the actual game, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think Jay has a decent scenario here. I mean, if if we want to map it out for a second, I could easily see a scenario that plays out where Cassidy goes out of five, right? Owen wins immunity that, that this would be Owen's third immunity. And you can make the argument, Dylan, that if Carla or Gabler win final four immunity, and let's just say they bring each other, I don't know. And Jesse and Cody go into sorry, Jesse and Owen go into fire. If Owen were to, and this is why I think Jay brings up a good point, Owen could easily go out in the final four fallen angel spots for sure. Especially where because if because obviously that's where you say if Kelly Wentworth made it to the end, Kelly probably could have won the second chance. Where with Owen, yes, we keep saying Jesse's, you know, gonna win no matter what. But imagine a scenario where Owen wins three immunity challenges. He takes out Jesse in fire, whether he puts himself in or whether he just happens to take him out regardless. With with Owen's friends on the jury, him being an underdog the whole time, him winning three challenges and taking out Jesse, that's where Owen wins. But if Owen doesn't do that and Owen loses in fire, he becomes the fallen angel where it's like if you could have beaten Jesse, you actually would have gotten our votes at the end there. So I could see a scenario like this happening possibly. And this goes this goes back to again. I want to get into the whole argument again. But this goes back to like what Jesse has to think about, right? Like, do you want to risk? Um, do you want to risk like Owen even even? Let's just say Jesse like wins. Let's say Jesse wins final final four, whatever it is. Jesse just has to account for the fact that you know all this stuff. Like in terms of who do you want to go to the end with? 
uh, do I vote out Cassidy or, or Owen at final five? Well, Owen has a lot of friends on the jury. Maybe Owen would get the underdog at it. Um, I mean, underdog uh, story. Like maybe I should just vote him out to be safe. So again, all things that uh, Jesse has to think about also. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I do think this comparison is interesting. Um, okay. Looking for more questions here. Um, let's see what we got. I think you answered a few of these like while they were going. Yeah, I, well, I yeah, we, we, well, I answered. I, I like this. I like this one. I, I like sure. this. So Christian wants to know: Can we see someone at Final Four giving up giving up immunity at Final Four? Um, so what what he means by that? Could we okay. see somebody giving up immunity, putting themselves in fire to beat Jesse, which we've obviously seen be a discussion ever since like Dom brought up the idea and Chris Underwood did it. We we've seen this pretty much every season be discussed by whoever's in this position. Um, could I see Gabler doing it if he were to win? No. Could I see Carla doing it if she were to win? Absolutely not. Not with her hands. No. Yeah. Could I see Jesse doing it if he were to win? Obviously not. No. Could I see Cassidy doing it? No. The only person that I could possibly see doing it is Owen. Because, right, he hasn't yeah. had that signature move. He could easily win Final Four immunity. This would be his signature move. The, I, I actually completely agree with you. The only person that would, it makes sense for is Owen. And honestly, I don't know if we ever see this again. Because I feel like Dom and Wendell mentioned it, but Dom didn't want to do it. Because he brought up a good point. He's like, if I did that, yes, and obviously I could have taken out Wendell and I could have maybe won the game. But, like, what did he say? Dom's like, if I did that... And I got fourth place and I missed out on that money. My, my, my wife would have killed me. <laughs> like people don't want to do that. And then say you, you went from possibly winning and putting your, cause if you're there, you have basically Dylan, you have to be in it to win it. If you're at the end, you have a shot to win and you put yourself in that spot with fire. What, what have we seen happen? The wind blows the wrong way. It's so fluky the fire. So I, even, I know we've talked about this before with Chris Underwood, but like I would never put myself in the fire because I don't know what's going to happen with the elements and I just don't even want to risk it. And I think with Rick Devins and Chris Underwood, that was like a very unique scenario where Chris literally would not have won if he didn't do that and take out Rick Devins because Rick Devins would have won. So it's like, the, I think Owen is the only person who would do it, but I don't even know if we see this scenario play out again. The the simple solution to, I know like, you're also putting yourself in the most pressure situation possible. Yeah. The, the simple situation, the simple uh, idea, the simple way to not do this and, make sure that Jesse loses fire is to simply just pick the best person to go against him and make sure that they are, you know, practice with them basically the entire afternoon leading up to it and help mm -hmm. them. If that, like, that's the best way to do it. Right. This way, you know, you're making sure you get to the final immunity, but you're making sure that Jesse is the best chance to lose. Right. So it's like, <laughs> theoretically it makes sense for Owen to do, but I don't think again, it's so risky. I, I don't know if it's worth it. Um, I'm just going to mention this quickly before we get to the next question. No way this happens, but there's no way someone brings Jesse, right? Like, like I, I don't think anyone brings Jesse at this point, especially if he no. pulls out an idol final five. But like, you would be surprised where Dylan, we've seen in the last, in the new era, we've seen a couple times where people bring the winner. And I'm like, why would you bring the winner? Like we've, we've seen Tommy get brought to the end. And I'm like, why would you bring Tommy over like, Dean, well, I mean, well, no, it was Dean. <laughs> but, but like Tommy got brought to the end. 
I'm pretty sure Erica got brought to the end by Xander, and then Marianne got brought by Omer. Sorry, sorry, and Marianne got brought by Romeo. So it's like, I think Jesse's too big of a threat to be brought, but like we've seen in the last five seasons, three of those winners were brought, and we're like, why would you bring the person who's going to win the game? But you never know. Yeah, I mean, obviously Xander made a wrong decision, um, like very clearly. Um, that being said, like we're also talking like a season that was not anything like this, right? Yeah. And as respectfully as possible, I mean this, like the level of players between 41, 39, and 43 are in different stratospheres. <laughs> so it, it's like, I don't think anyone makes the wrong decision. And again, you just go pe- you go person by person. There's no way, especially after Jesse just pulled that off. There's no way anyone does it. And I know that Gabler has been quote unquote, a loose cannon. He's been the one that's been talking about Cody and Jesse leaving the game the entire time. So there's no chance on my opinion. I agree. Uh, I agree. All right. I'm just going to look real quick here. Okay. This is interesting. Jay says, if knowledge of power stays in the game, will future players now hold on to their advantages and risk getting it stolen from knowledge's power after what happened to Janine and Cody's idol? This is an interesting conversation, right? It's like, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to say. Like, right, what is the strategy around this? Um, now that this this happened this season, right? Again, knowledge of power handed Jesse two idols without him actually having the knowledge of power. So, to me, it's just like, I think the move is it's okay to give it to somebody else, but one, they have to be trustworthy, and two, after that known knowledge's power is out you cannot anticipate another one coming back coming back in you just have to go based on what you know in my opinion but it's tough to say i i think it is it is going to be conversation going forward i think the pendulum dylan i think is going to swing the other way because when survivor first started introducing idols and advantages nobody said oh said a word and people kept it a secret and people were surprised and then it worked well then as we headed into this new era, people have started to share things more and more. Now people share everything. So the pendulum has gone the complete opposite direction. I think, especially because 43 didn't see the end of 42 where Marianne whipped out her idol. They only saw the first half of it. If Marianne whips out her idol, and if Jesse now whips out his idol, and now people and 44 is already filmed, but 45 and beyond, if people have seen them, the if, if the winners are people who hold on to secrets the longest. And they see how knowledge's power is ruining people and how people are giving things up and putting them in people's pockets. I think the pendulum's gonna go maybe back more towards old school, where maybe 45 on, I seriously think we're gonna see less people share information and less people share giving up idols and in, in pockets. Cause look at what has happened because of that. Could people have to realize if the winners are people who kept the secret the longest, I should replicate that strategy, I feel like. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're definitely, that's definitely a good point. And it's interesting to think about. Um, I think that, you know, like we said, we've been yelling at our TV screens, these new seasons, and how are you telling everybody about your advantages, right? Then again, survivors kind of making you do it when you're doing the beads, and then everybody's able to compare because everybody has the same challenge pre-merge. And it's like, well, somehow Carla, somehow Carla managed to make this like not known, um, to anybody until she actually told Cassidy, right? So I don't know how people didn't connect the dots there, but that being said, um, survivors trying to make you make them make everything known so that the knowledge of power could work the same way. Um, will survivor do that in the future? I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think that people should probably keep things quiet going forward. Um, and I think it's a good theory. Um, f- funny comment from UNC Andre here. He goes, what, was, what would happen if the person with knowledge of power actually keeps that knowledge to themselves? It would work. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, next question. Uh, I think we only have a couple more here. Yeah. Um, so UNC Andre wants to know, without having seen Marianne's win, is there any world where Jesse chooses not to play the idol at the next tribal without having won the immunity challenge? Uh, at this point, to me, there's no incentive to doing so, right? Like, you know, like, it's different because Marianne, um, like, I don't know. The position she was in was different. It was like everyone was seeing Lindsay as the big threat, despite the fact that Marianne had just made that move. So it was like Lindsay didn't win immunity. Lindsay gets voted out. There's nothing for me to do there. Jesse, there's no way he's shedding this, this target. No way. So I would say, I would assume that he's playing it no matter what. I just. I just don't think it's worth it. And, and and maybe I'm too cautious of a player, but I feel like, yes, you can make the argument that if people are gunning for Owen or if Carla and Cassidy still are going to target each other, let's just say Owen wins immunity and Carla and Cassidy target each other. And Jesse's like, oh, I can just hold on to it and I can whip it out at the final tribal. I just feel like, Dylan, if if it's the last night, you can use it. Like, like what, what did Boston Rob say in Redemption Island when he played it? And I think Andrea went home at five. He was like, I better like better to play it and not need it than to need it and not play it. Like Ross and Rob was not getting voted out there. Like everybody voted out Andrea very clearly. Rob was in no danger. And you could argue Boston Rob could have just held on to his idol in Redemption Island. But it's like, if it's the last night you can use it, why not just use it? Like either way, you're gonna get the same shocked reaction from the jury because no one knows Jesse has it. So just secure your safety. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um I agree. I agree. I don't think there's any chance that he doesn't play it. Um, okay. So we have a few other questions I think are good to end with here. Sure. So this is like, uh, okay. So Jay has like a combined question here. It's like, he says, given that two idols were pl- played at final six, do you guys think they'll plant an idol at five? And do you guys think that there will be an advantage in the challenge at final five, like 41, 42? So yes to the advantage in the challenge. No to the idol being planted. That would be insane at this point. I, I agree. There's no and way then, they, they yeah, there's no way they bring in a new idol at, at five. It's probably gonna be another advantage. And then this next part question is do you guys think that an idol nullifier could be floating around? Omar had Omar had one in 42. Uh not if we haven't seen it yet. And by the way, if they ever planted an idol nullifier, people would go crazy at this point. Not a chance. P- P- I think Twitter would burn down if Jesse got eliminated by an idol nullifier. <laughs> all right and then this is a perfect question to end on for the day sure. uh jay wants to know where does the, this blind side rank among the three blind side big blind sides in the new era does it go cody and then omer and then shan and where will 43 rank if jesse wins so yes i think you have the order right jay in terms of blind sides um where will 43 rank if jesse wins i it's so tough to say um where we'll rank and again i'm of the i'm of the party i'm of the side that thinks that um i think that seasons age some seasons age better than others right like uh token sheens is a great season but i do think that in hindsight when people are talking about token sheens they also know that coach came back a bunch of times uh tyson came back a bunch of times and won 
JT came back a bunch of times. Steven came back, right? So it's like when you look back at the seasons in hindsight, now it's like, you know, yes, that was a great season at the time. Does it help these a lot of seasons when players come back and return and be legends of the game, right? So to me, a lot of ranking seasons is a lot on based on even even though I, I even though people will not admit to doing this, of course in 10 years, let's just say in, in 10 seasons from now, if uh, let's just say Jesse wins the season, uh, Cody comes back in another season, does amazing. Uh, Carla comes back in another season and does really well again. Uh, somebody who went out earlier comes back and, you know, turns into a great player. Like, I think we're looking at a season, right? Like not only was this a great season, but of these players that are now survivor greats. So I think that like, for us to rank the season for me, it's hard because I think that like, you know, you, you, you got to watch a few more seasons in the future, see what happens. And then you could like come back and look back at this and rank it. But I will say that to me, this, this ranks, this is going to rank pretty high for me. I think, especially if Jesse wins compared to what I would have thought this was going to rank maybe a few weeks ago, it's, it's going up. So by the way, I'm sorry. I, I had to plug in my computer and the charger was not in this room. The charger was in the other room. So sorry for the five, for the 10 seconds oh, I was good. away. So I'm guessing you said to the Jay's question, you would rank it both pretty high depending on what happens. Yeah, I would rank it high. And I also think like I, I you know, I, I just said this, but I'll, I'll say to you because you were just off for a second. Yeah. Um, I think that hindsight also sways people's rankings. For example, uh, Token Sheens was a great, I'm just giving this an example, was a great season, but also like it was the birth of several great survivor players, right? So it's like those type of seasons will be looked better at in hindsight. So I think that if 43 will rank great regardless for me, if if uh, a bunch of these guys end up coming back and becoming like, you know, survivor greats, then it will rank even, that it will look even better for me. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you. Um, I think in the new era, 41 to 42 to 43, this is, I think, the biggest blindside, clearly. I think it's the biggest move we've seen because of what Jesse did to his number one ally while also flushing an idol at the same exact time while also still not having any votes against him. I think it's the biggest. I think it does go Cody, then Omer, then Chan. Um, and yeah, I think if forty if Jesse wins 43... I think that gets a big boost. I mean, right now, I think it's obviously not a top tier season, but it's not a bottom tier season. I think it obviously is floating somewhere in the middle and depending on how it ends, it could go up or down. And Dylan, it's funny because we talked about earlier this season, we kept saying, which season in the new era do we like the best? And I think for a while we were saying 42 is better than 41. And I think we were saying, well, 43 right now is not as great as 42. 42 had such great characters like Omer, Mike, Mary, Andrea. But I got to say, Dylan, Season 43 started off kind of slow. It has been a whirlwind these last few weeks. I mean, after you have like, you know, like James and Ryan, then you lose Noel, then you lose Sammy, then you lose Cody. Like, this is a very strong end to the season. Had a very slow start, but is ending super. Like, 42 started strong, and you could argue how it, like, 43 started super slow, and now it's been exciting. If Jesse wins, and Jesse is like a dominant winner, like a Kim or a Rob or a Tony, this could be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, to me, 40, 43 versus 42. And I did, I I'm on the record on this podcast saying, I really liked 42 for this. This is not a debate for me anymore. Um, you think 43 least, is better? It, like definitely. Yeah. Even, 
even if Jesse somehow doesn't win, I think it, the 43 is better. If Jesse wins, it's not even not even a debate to me. I, I, I You know, it's funny. I, for a while, I thought 42 was my answer. I think I might agree. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So, let's see. Yep, so that, that'll wrap things up for this episode. Uh, excited for this week. We got the finale on Wednesday. Uh, I think like normal, we'll be back on Thursdays. So we'll we'll talk about everything on Thursday, what goes down Wednesday night. Looking forward to it and can't wait. Thanks to everybody for watching. Be sure to hit the like button. That really helps. So hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. Be sure to throw any ideas you got in the comments below. And we will see you guys on Thursday to recap the finale. I can't believe we made it to the finale. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.